Charles. Cheers. 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 Yep, that's us. That's just a taste of what you're in for. You're listening to the Wine and Whiteboards podcast miniseries, Drunken Marketing. We're here to drink some wine and share ridiculously hilarious and real marketing experiences with you. We're all part of a B2B marketing team and work together at our nine to five. Sometimes working in marketing can be funny, annoying, or just straight up weird. Our team is going to give you a behind the scenes look at marketing while sharing hilarious stories and situations that we found ourselves in. Let's be real. Some of these stories may not have been funny at the time, but in hindsight, they make us laugh and we've grown to become better marketers because of them. So grab a glass of wine and join us as we tell you the lessons we've learned the hard and funny way. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Wine and Whiteboards. We have something a little bit new and different for you today, and we are so excited. And just so everybody knows, we are a few glasses in, hence this is called Drunken Marketing. One of the things that we did was we went out and surveyed the community of listeners, and people said a couple different things. They said, one, they wanted to hear from us more than every other week. So we said, well, what can we fill and add so that we can launch a new episode every single week. So we came up with the I, we came up with a few ideas actually. We said maybe we could do a wine and whiteboards book club where we share insights from books that we've read. We could do um, drunken marketing, which is what this is, and share some really funny stories or things that happen in the real marketing world. And we had a couple other ideas, but this one made it to the top of the list. So here we are recording our first drunken marketing episode. And we're going to be talking to you about shipping failures. Marketers are all too familiar with shipping logistics. If you work in marketing and attend events, nine times out of ten, you've had a shipping mishap. And hint, we've had more than one or two. I don't know, maybe over a hundred. That might be exaggerating a little, but sometimes it feels that way in the past five years. So we may have cried or gotten frustrated at the time, but now it's just hilarious. A few of us might have PTSD about it, but it's funny to laugh at now and again. So for our first episode of Drunken Marketing, we were talking about everything from cupcake disasters to running down a UPS truck in the middle of a rainstorm. God bless. (laughs) Let's refill our glasses and dive in. I think that the over-exaggeration part kind of fits in perfectly because when you think about, you know, how many glasses of wine you have, when you say, oh, it's fine, you only had one or two, and then you look back and you see you drank a whole bottle, you know, it's kind of like that, where we can just relate it that way. Like, like when Charlotte thought that a can of wine was only one glass, but it was really two, Matt probably came home like, how many glasses of wine did you have, honey? Oh, just two, but really it was like four bottle. <laughs> well, today I intentionally poured a can of wine. I am drinking a rosé. And like I said, I've been on this canned rosé kick. But I intentionally poured the entire can knowing that it's two glasses. So it's not like a, oh, shoot, drank two glasses. It's like, yes, I'm drinking two glasses. I actually wouldn't be surprised to hear if it's more than what actually two, like, if you think about a formal pour of wine, I'm sure it's more than just two glasses. That's what you're getting out of that can. Probably is. Yeah, like, is it a six ounce or an eight ounce pour? Who knows? Eight. <laughs> I mean, it's probably I a 12 ounce there. can, right? Oh, so it is probably a six ounce pour. Yeah, yeah. you're right, Sarah. Mm. Yeah. Or if it's a 16, but that's a beast. Like, 
I, I do say I do think it's bigger than a regular pop can. I think it's slightly bigger. So it could possibly be an eight ounce pour. I don't know. It could be like Red Bull. Red Bull has like eight, 12, 16. I don't know. They might even have a 24. When I drive up north, I have to decide how caffeinated I need to be. And I'm like, mm, give me the big one. <laughs> Okay, one, I don't think I've ever seen Sarah drink a Red Bull. I didn't no. know that it was in your diet. Oh, it's like my treat for driving up north late at night, you know, when you leave at like 8 o'clock and you're not going to get in until like midnight or 1 a.m. And I'm like, I need something more than coffee. Also, coffee makes me poop, so it's not great. Because I need to stop <laughs> along the way. Red Bull doesn't upset my stomach. It's just like, energy! <laughs> so, anyway. I do enjoy a Red Bull every now and again. But when we were talking about um, the size of pores, so while I've been on maternity leave, I've been super into watching um, Below Deck Mediterranean on Bravo. And Or wait, I can't remember if what I'm going to tell you is on the Mediterranean one or the regular one. And before this, I was not a Bravo person. The only reality TV I watched was The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, whatever. So on these on this show, it's like all these ritzy people that charter these yachts for like two or three days. It's like $100,000 to charter a yacht for like three nights or something like that. So these are pretty fancy people. And they were getting served dinner one night and the server poured, um, like, you know, when they do a little taste to, like, let you see if you like the bottle or whatever. So she was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to need more than that. Like, she didn't realize it was just, like, a taste. Like, she thought that, like, the tasting was, like, the size of the glass of wine. <laughs> um, no. And it made me like her because then I realized she probably wasn't, like, a snobby person. Because if you don't know about the little taste thing, then I don't know. I get sucked into binge watching that show all the time, all the different locations, whatever they have. And that's my dream is to be able to one day just be able to go on one of these trips and then at the end have hand them over like that nice thick like envelope of like a tip. Well done. Yeah. All right, guys. New wine and whiteboards goal. All of us are going to make enough money one day through sponsorships, affiliates. I don't even know what we'll monetize. We'll build this into an entire business and we will go rent a yacht for multiple days and drink a lot of wine and champagne and eat nice food. I'll drink or I'll just have a ton of Dramamine with my wine, but that's cool too. Oh yes. I'll have to do that too, Paige. Yeah. Mm. They they typically don't really go anywhere. You're just usually like docked and then you go off to the beach or do something else. That's usually the worst though, is when it's just rocking, you know, like you're Mm -hmm. stead. No. But it's a calm, beautiful sea where it's a crystal clear blue. Yeah. I mean, I was in Belize last fall and it was like, oh, we're within the reef. There shouldn't be any waves. And I was puking. So like, there's there's a level of my <laughs> abilities here. And welcome to Drunken Marketing. We've now talked about puking and pooping within like the first five minutes. <laughs> oh, I was just gonna say there is a big yacht like that that was docked in Traverse City and you could rent it, but it was like, was it $100,000 or $300,000 a week? It was something insane. Either way, I don't know, when you have that much money, I guess it's like chump change, but still. I was like, holy shit. Like, that is, like, next level. So, one Pretty day. sure it made the news in Traverse City. People are like, what is this yacht? <laughs> Honestly, like, who can afford that? That's absurd. I don't know. I saw Paris Hilton was also in Traverse City, so maybe it was her yacht at some point in time. I don't know. That's true. I did or see Or was that. it P. Diddy? Was it P. Diddy that was there at that time? That oh, might have been last year. I want to say Nelly. I think it was Nelly. 
Ellie. Yeah, it was like a rapper or something. Speaking of binge watching, though, I've been watching Heart of Dixie. Have you guys watched that? I love it. It's got, um, what is it, it's, Rachel Bielson? It's Rachel. terrible acting, though, I will say, but I got sucked in. Myself. No, but it's so good, Paige. They're like this small hometown in a southern little bluebell, and they're all like, I don't know, whatever. They're charming in their own crazy ways. Maybe they I can relate. Some, I don't know. They do something being a doctor. Like, it's just, like, random here and there. I have no idea. Yeah. But one of them gets a houseboat, and then she thinks she's pregnant at one point in time because she's getting sick all the time, and then later realizes it's just, like, motion sickness, like, because of living in the houseboat. <laughs> and lastly, I know we're not sharing our wine today, but I am drinking sex, like, S-E-X. <laughs> <laughs> I almost forgot how to spell it. I'm sorry. It's like Fox in like what is that? Um, the male movie with Tom Hanks. F O X. That's um. Yeah, like where they're like um in the you've got mail got and like mail? Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan and then the little kid spelling his last name or like F O X because it's the bookstore that's buying her out. Never oh mind. My God, it's Chad's favorite movie. I just wanted to call it out because this is one of my favorite sparkling wines. The description is soft red. Berry aromas, fresh flesh, tempted by the fruit. Flesh? <laughs> fresh flesh. Oh. Flesh is really hard to say, by the way, if you've had I a few days. I don't want, like, flesh to be used to describe anything that I'm drinking or eating. But, yes, no. it is a very good one. No fleshiness for Katie. Got it. No. We'll just say it has legs. Flesh I just wish. Legs. Before we dive in, the only last comment I have to make is I wish people could have seen Kelly's face as Sarah was reading that. That was priceless. Like, your face was just a, like, like the epitome of confusion, grotesqueness. Like, you were just like, I don't know what to think about this. It's like, that was priceless. Maybe we can do a screen grab during editing. Hmm. Mm-hmm. But it was like showing the bottle, so she's like, we can see that it says S-E-X, and she's just like, sex is what I'm drinking. <laughs> it's my favorite one to get for, like, bachelorette parties or, like, I don't know, all of those fun things. And plus it's local to the northern Michigan Traverse City region by Mobby, so you should check it out if you haven't drank it yet. Uh, before we actually really do get into our like stories here, I just wanted to point out that maybe we shouldn't call it drunken marketing. We should just call it we haven't been able to sit in an office together for so many months, and this is what our normal day-to-day conversations would sound like. So welcome to our actual marketing world. Yeah, welcome to the marketing room. <laughs> the marketing use the marketing spaces. All right, shall we dive into stories, guys? Because that's probably what people are here for. Maybe you're here for the entertainment. Um, If you are, good for you. We like to think we're kind of entertaining. But this first story is actually one of my personal favorites. Sarah, do you want to do us the honors of walking through the infamous, the infamous UPS truck story? Uh, Yeah. I'm sad to say that almost all the shipping stories are my disasters. (laughs) (laughs) Let's preface this by saying that we know the last UPS pickup at our office is at 7 p.m. So after that, if you get it, or is it at 6 p.m.? It's actually, yeah, it's at 6, because then they have to make it back to the place. 
So we know that if we are not done with our shit by 6 p.m., that we are absolutely effed. But somehow, every single time, we're always cutting it to the wire. (laughs) I'm glad to say that recently, because of COVID, silver lining, I've gotten out of shipping, the shipping business. So I'm quite excited about that. Katie is right. I do know when the last shipment, when UPS comes and picks up the box. Um, So if you go down to the, like, if you've ever looked at a UPS box, they have picked up or not picked up. Typically, I'll check it to see what time it is. And normally it's 6 p.m. So then sometimes if you're running late on shipping, you can like drive real quickly to the store and sometimes the store can get it out for you. But typically they have a pickup time of around like 630. They don't close till seven, but a lot of times their actual pickup will have been at like six or 630. So we used to do what were they called? I think this was in relation to the round tables, Charlotte. We used to do these like five events every month. So to be fair, five events every month on top of like webinars and actual trade shows is quite a bit. And they were in-person events back when you could, and they were in like five different cities. I mean, there were maybe four to start and then we moved to five. And for some reason we decided we had to have, I don't know, we wanted to make it an experience, right? So this was the problem. We had to send these like journals and the name tags and the pull-up banners and all the pens and all the swag and our no offense to mark but director of growth refused to take any of these things on the plane with him so it was always my job to go export the list because people are signing up for the event like the night the day the moment before and print everything get it all together and get it shipped out which sounds easy in theory but when you have other jobs and your marketing team of five Things just fall through the cracks. So one day, I definitely didn't make it out in time. And I, like, booked it to the UPS store. And I was like, can you guys get this out? I need it to be. And unfortunately, it was going to be an overnight, right? Like, the event was tomorrow. So poor planning on my part, right? And so I get there. And they're like, no, they've already picked it up for the day. And I was just like, oh, fuck. I can't tell Charlotte this. Like, how am I going to Or Mark. How am I going to be like, you're not going to have anything. So... I think, you know, when you start, like, breaking down, I probably started breaking down in the store, which is not the greatest, because I'm the crier of the group, so I'm sure I had tears in my eyes, and I just was like, what else can I do? So, let's pause. At this point, this is where you decide what kind of marketer are you, at what lengths are you willing to go to make sure that you, one, don't disappoint anyone, and two, that you get your shit to that event. Like, this is where you decide what kind of person you're going to be. And I think Sarah's a great person. I think she chose to do the best thing. Where a lot of people would have just said, oh, sorry. Yep, I'm that person. I would have been like, well, sorry, guys, not going to get there. Not my fault. Like, I I would not have gone to the length Sarah did. So Sarah is a next level marketer. Um, If we ever get to a point where we maybe like make swag where we can like sell it to people, we need to have bracelets or shirts that say, what would Sarah do? do? (laughs) (laughs) WWSD. I feel like not the smartest thing. The rest of the story they're going to show you, you shouldn't do what I do because it clearly shows I'm a procrastinator and I wait till the last minute. So every time it's always an ordeal. But I you get shit done. True. 
I remember this in real time and when this actually happened. Like, Sarah came into the office the next day. You'll hear the rest. Like, the best is yet to come. But, like, I'm already, guys, I'm already, like, I have, like, tears in my eyes. I'm laughing so hard already. Like, you just, like, the story cracks me up. It's, so it was one of those days where, like, I feel like I was just like, what can I do? And luckily this lady, because I assume this happens more than just to me, told me I could go to the UPS processing facility, which happens to be in Madison Heights for us, which was like a 12-minute drive when I looked it up. And I was like, okay, I can make it there. There's like this, um, I think there they have like an actual place where you can take your packages in, and that didn't close till 7 p.m. And since that's the actual facility where all the trucks were going to, there was still hope, right? And I drove there, and um, <laughs> now I'm getting this confused because this did happen twice, so I have to admit that. <laughs> Which time are we talking about? I don't know. There, there's, I'd love to tell you I just like drove to the processing plant and it was available, but for some reason, some time must have elapsed between this. It must have been closer to 6.30, 6.45 probably, right? So I was right on the cost of the cutoff. So we'll go with the most dramatic one of this, which is when I pull up there and I swear it was only 6.57. I still had like two to three minutes to park and walk my ass to that processing facility. Well, the gate guard was a fucking asshole and he was closing the gate as I pulled in. So I couldn't take the package there because like I'm walking up with the package and he's like, no, you can't go through. And I was like, it's not seven o'clock. And he was like, nope, I will not do anything. So that was when I started crying in the parking lot because I didn't know what else to do. And I was going to have to text our director of growth and tell him that the shipment just wasn't going to make it. Like I tried everything feasibly possible. So while I'm crying in the parking lot, there's still obviously UPS trucks rolling in and rolling in. And eventually one of the UPS drivers sees me crying there <laughs> and asks what he can do, <laughs> which was super nice. And I feel like I benefited from this. And I was like, the gay guy won't let me take the package in there. And this guy, poor guy, had probably had like an eight plus hour shift, right? And was just trying to go home for the day. And here's this dumb girl crying there with her fucking package. And so he offered to take the package and walk it through the gate. And like the gate guy was not nice, guys. He was like super mean to me, which was why I was crying. And then well, three minutes left. And he was trying to tell you that your time was up, but it was not up. It was not up. He would not negotiate with me. I tried to be real sweet. I can be sweet as fucking pie, but he was not taking it. And I was very annoyed with that. Like so it was the very nicest UPS driver, took my package, and it got out, and it got there on time. And then I, feel like add, I think this is the most I've ever heard Sarah say fucking in one city. I'm sorry, we might have to... I'm going to have to mark this, this as article. Article. Yeah. Yeah. I can I stop it. You can cut it. We can... Can we bleep it? We can bleep it. No, you did it a <laughs> lot, and I put it in... I was going to type it in our comments right now to say we're going to have to mark this as explicit. I think yeah, it as fucking explicit. <laughs> no children in the car while you listen to this which maybe that's what we do with our drunken marketing ones we mark those as explicit and then we're good to go oh that's a good idea I like yeah. that. that's a good approach yeah. but so for the record this happened twice yes so the other time and I can't remember if this was the first or second time so sorry luckily this has been a few years since I've had to do this but the other time I think I missed it completely, like getting to the processing facility. 
So then I had to, there is a box where someone has to come by at eight o'clock and they pick up the packages. So I had to stand outside of a box because you're not allowed to leave packages outside of the UPS, like, like, what is it called? I don't know, the unit, the mailbox that you put it in. And it started raining. So I just stood there in the rain until <laughs> the driver showed up. I was too afraid of missing it from sitting in my car. So I just stood there with a wet cardboard box and made sure it made it on the <laughs> in order to go in humbling for people who are listening to us going wow they know so much stuff and be like oh shit yeah they uh they've been through it <laughs> well the yeah. best part of that is though that i remember i remember the day after this sarah came into the office sarah it had to have been the rain had to have been the second time because okay. i remember you saying think- that like she came into the office and i was sitting there and she was like, so I have to tell you something. And I was like, what? Like, I was really concerned. And she was like, remember how I said I was never going to have to, like, go to the UPS facility again? <laughs> she was like, it happened again. And I had to go last night. <laughs> I think you're right. Because I think I knew. Like, I just skipped the UPS store because they weren't going to be any help of me to me. And then I knew I could stand by the box because it hadn't been picked up yet. So I think you're right. I did semi work for my lesson. Semi. Well, to be fair, I, Sarah, do you remember um, the event in Orlando last year when we had the shipping Uh, failures? So I actually had to go to the UPS facility in Orlando. And I was like, of course, I'm in Orlando. I don't have a car, right? Because we traveled there. So I had to get an Uber to go to this UPS facility. The Uber driver drops me off and he's like, are you sure this is right? Cause it's like in this big industrial park and it's huge. This UPS facility was huge. And I'm like, yup, yep. I think this is it. <laughs> so I like get out because apparently there's a customer service area like t- attached to the facility. But I ended up getting out of the car way at the other end of it. So I like start seeing all these drivers get there and they're checking in for the day to start their shifts. And they're like going, they're like at this gate waiting in line. And it looks very like very much somewhere that like I'm not supposed to be. (laughs) And I like sit there and I like wait by the line and I ask this driver, I'm like, do you know where the customer service facility is? And he's like, oh, that's way at the other end. And I'm like, oh, okay, thanks. And I didn't have a car. So I ended up walking like, you know those huge trucking docks where there's just trucking doors? Like, it was like forever. There were so many doors. And I ended up walking and it's like humid and hot and it's Florida. I'm in my work clothes and I'm just like sweating. And I was like, this is what Sarah must have felt. I was like, I feel it. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure I Snapchatted Sarah and was just like, I feel your pain. <laughs> so I finally got to the customer service center and they didn't even have my box that I was supposed to have. And it was like a night, it was a nightmare, guys. Like it. I did end up finding the box eventually, I think, but. Was your chin getting bigger the further you walked? Was what getting bigger? Your hair. Oh, 100%. Yes. Like, for those who don't know, Paige and I are the curly-haired girls of the group. And, oh, Kelly has pretty curly hair, too. I can imagine yours gets frizzy, Kelly. Oh, yeah. She, uh, she get big. (laughs) Oh, yeah. She She has a name. It's not nice curls like you guys. Mine is all over the place. Well, my hair got big that day for sure. And I was like sweaty by the time I got back to the convention center. And for those who don't know, convention centers are like 
frigid. It's like walking into a freezer. They keep these places so cold. And so I walk in and I'm after I've been sweating, I walk into this cold, cold convention center and I was like uncomfortable the rest of the day. It was just it was a nightmare. We did get our stuff though eventually. And it worked out. you had cold sweat on you then oh, like exactly. dried cold sweat. I was just like covered in sweat. Like Orlando's just humid and gross and ugh, it was horrible. Uh- Outside of, like, shipping stuff and issues, I feel like marketers or people who have to travel to different, like, convention centers are more likely to get sick, even if it's the summertime, because of how cold those are, and you go from, like, extreme hot to extreme cold, so it's like, you know you're a marketer if you're, like, getting sick in the middle of summer. Yeah, like, oh, I'm going to Florida in May, so I'm going to wear, like, a little cute dress, and then, nope, it's going to be, like, 56 degrees inside this warehouse, so joke's on you. <laughs> uh, I will say. So, that's not the end of our shipping stories. Um, Sarah, not to put you on the spot, but I believe that there is another one that might involve cupcakes. Well, just to, I don't know if it's a happy ending to the UPS truck story. Obviously, my packages didn't make it because I watched their tracking and they definitely got put on a plane and ended up there in the morning. But I think we reevaluated our processes after that. Like after that, we were able to store like a banner at each location and have extra like notepads and pens. And I ended up getting some of the staff to print the name badges. So there at a certain point was no more over shipping for those overnight shipping for those events. So we did get slightly smarter, but now I'm going to tell you a story about a cupcake shipping disaster, which doesn't make me sound very smart at all. So Uh, you learn from it, from this one that makes us smarter again. Yeah. Well, I just tell you guys what not to do at this point. Right. (laughs) We're here to help you, and we are putting ourselves in a vulnerable situation for the greater good. Look at it that way. It takes us to have a couple of drinks to feel better about our failures, to share them with you so you also don't have them. So our previous director of growth, I think this all came about because we were submitting an RFP for a new client, and he wanted this, like, mega experience like he wanted to print t-shirts and send cupcakes so when they got our proposal it was like here's this awesome shirt that's branded for you and here are these tasty cupcakes you get to eat and then you get to read our proposal so it all just kind of like sweetened the deal and sometimes I take things like a little too literally I think someone was just like we should ship cupcakes and I was like okay and didn't actually ask the proper questions or like think it through. I was just like, I'm gonna ship cupcakes. So I went through, ordered these cupcakes. I got them all cutely branded with their colors and their logos and they're all tied up with a bow. And then all of a sudden I was like, well, what am I going to do with these? Like I have to get them from our location to another state. And that was when it hit me that I had done this all wrong, but I also, it was too late. Like I felt like I'd over, I'd committed. <laughs> At that point, so at one point I ended up in Meyer and I was shopping around the freeze-dried ice. What is it? Is it freeze-dried ice? Dry ice. Dry ice. Dry ice, which you can buy at Meyer. Cool to know. Which we got fans in like over in Europe, so we got to explain what Meyer is to them. Oh, yes. Oh, it's like a, I don't actually know if it's a national grocery store. I think it's like a regional, a Midwest grocery store, but they have everything. 
It's like the Walmart for Michigan, because I'm from Minnesota, so like I didn't know what the heck Meyer was. You not Meyer as the Walmart for Michigan. What the fuck? Those are fighting words, Paige. It is like better, classier version of Walmart from Michigan. Sure. I would buy clothes from Meyer. I would not buy clothes from Walmart. Agreed. I do buy clothes from Meyer. I will say, you guys have very Dutch. Um, grocery store names because Meyer and Kroger are both spelled with the I-J, which is have, a Dutch term. Have you been to the west side of the state? It's like all Dutch. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Holland, Holland, Michigan. Yeah. have yeah. an I or a J. I just would like to point out. What? Kroger doesn't have an I or a J. <laughs> <laughs> That's a G page, not a J. <laughs> okay, when we talked about getting a screen grab for my face, you needed to get one for pages. As Katie said, there's no I or J, and Paige literally is like spelling it out, and you can see it. In her mind. <laughs> okay, we are We're so fire here, guys. We, we are. Digress. We digress. Anyway, yeah. so off track. Okay, Sarah is shopping for dry ice at Meyer. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Yes, Meyer the grocery store with a J and an I. But no G. <laughs> exactly. I think I called I, can, I think I called Charlotte at this point because it was like a lifeline because I was reading all about dry ice, which I had never used or shipped before. And I don't think you're supposed to ship dry ice. Like I was reading about it and I was like, this is a real toss up. I'm pretty sure I left Meyer with no dry ice because I just couldn't make a decision. And this was in the middle of summer, right? Like a hot ass, like 90 degree day where you're just like, these cupcakes are going to melt in a second. And I took them, I'm pretty sure I went to FedEx this time because I'm kind of over UPS, obviously. And they packaged them up with stickers that said this way. Because I was like, as soon as these cupcakes get turned over, <laughs> they're just going to like smash all the frosting and design. Uh, we sent yeah, them. I'm, the delivery people look at those all the time. They also oh, look I know. fragile and don't just drop kick it at your front door. Like, come on. Well, I'm, I'm sure like conveyor belts. When he, saw, when he dresses up as the delivery guy and smashes the box in the, in, the, uh, in the the elevator and then he, like, kicks it down the hallway, that's exactly what I picture delivery people, especially when it says fragile or hold this way up. That's all I picture. Agreed. Yeah. I'm sure they went on some conveyor belts and they did get shipped and I never heard a peep about them. Like, I never heard if they... I mean, I assume they made it. I don't know if they made it. I don't know if they got them. I don't know if they were destroyed. Like, I have no idea. My feeling is that they were not cute when they arrived because we never received a photo. <laughs> Should we also say we didn't sign that client? <laughs> it was doomed from the beginning, and it's not my fault. <laughs> yeah. They so, are quiet now, though. We should probably mention that. They are quiet now. Yeah. We just didn't win them at that time. Yeah. So when we talk about in our previous non-drunken marketing episodes, but our actual episodes about someone might not be a client right now and they could be in the future, this is exactly what we're talking about. So you want to make sure you're on good terms. So what we learned from this situation is that you don't ship cupcakes from your local bakery. You want to find out where you want to ship them and order them from 
their local bakery and then they will deliver them which is what we typically do now that leads me into my cupcake horror story which isn't necessarily a shipping disaster but more like a swag disaster but i feel like it kind of fits in charlotte looks like she wants to say something (laughs) no i was just wondering when you were going to call out the fact that you have had melting chocolate issues, which is very similar to the cupcake issue, but not exactly the same. Yeah, you don't ship chocolates when it's like 100 degrees outside because they just they just melt and turn into a mess. And weren't they like monogrammed or something? So I'm sure like none of the monograms were like readable or anything like that. I will just say it's not a good idea to even travel with chocolates either because I've also done that and it doesn't matter if you put it in your overhead bin or have it be a checked baggage. It is not a good idea to ship or travel with chocolates. Yep. Uh, Can we just say that we've learned you just don't send food at all? Yeah. We know we're working on designing a box that we're going to ship in the mail and someone sent me chocolate covered Oreos or this snack box that included cupcakes that they wanted to send. And I was like, hell no, we're not doing that. You have to purchase food items on site or Mm -hmm. in the city and bring them to the event. A chocolate Oreo sounds delicious. I think it would taste good no matter what it looks like. But I agree that food should be ordered on site. (laughs) Well, you know what we should have done, being smart thinking back, is that when you had those cupcakes designed with that pretty image, we should have taken a picture, sent it to a local bakery to be like, hey, get these, and then we all should have ate the cupcakes that got delivered to the the office. Yeah. Because the whole point of this is to taste test. We all taste test these, like, custom-made treats, let's be honest. Always order a taste test. And if you are working with a food company that does not send you a sample, then I don't know what you're doing. You need to find one that gives you a sample. Most of the time, they will send you a sample for free or severely discounted. Remember those um, those cookies that tasted like Pop-Tarts? And we're like, no one's going to enjoy these. They're going to take one bite and throw them away. So we could not get them to clients. I don't remember those. What were those? Barbershop cookies, right? Like, so we had this organization come in that was specific to a hobby, I guess you could call it. And we created these special little cookies. And I remember us taking a bite of them and they tasted like Pop-Tarts. I'm pretty sure I still ate them. I did too. I'm pretty sure. I was going to say, if anyone knows of any good custom sugar cookie makers, please let us know because we have yet to find... I feel like one that is truly good tasting and able to customize the design. I still use cookies by design, but they're really expensive. At Mm. least I feel like they're really expensive. Those are the ones I got for my baby shower. Those were cute. And they were tasty. But they were like, I'm pretty sure we paid like over $100 for like 30 cookies. For everybody to drive by and you frisbee them to them? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Hashtag pandemic baby showers. (laughs) Okay, so I was going to tell you about my my cupcake horror story. So for an event that I was attending, not hosting, we just had a booth there. We were doing this um, Energize theme. So you can go a lot of ways with Energize themes. And I chose to go caffeine with this one. So I saw on Pinterest that you can get cupcakes made 
um, that looked like little tiny Starbucks lattes. And I was like, oh my God, these are so cute. They'll fit so good with the theme. So I remember Sarah, her shipping disaster with the cupcakes. So I'm like, oh, I learned from Sarah's mistake. I'm gonna order these cupcakes from a bakery that's local to the event that I'm attending. So I'm like, oh my God, I'm so smart. I'm not gonna have a shipping failure. No. Okay, so these cupcakes are supposed to look like mini lattes. All 100 of them are delivered to me at the event. I open up one of the boxes. What do I see? I see a fucking pink flower on this cupcake. And I'm like, a Starbucks latte doesn't have a pink flower on it. So I open up all the cupcakes. They all have like white frosting with a little like tropical flower on them. So I'm like, what is happening with these cupcakes? They're supposed to look like Starbucks lattes. I'm thinking back on my conversation with the girls at this bakery. I remember vividly. I talked to someone about price and shipping and logistics. I had a specific conversation with their designer. I want these Starbucks or I want these cupcakes to look like little Starbucks lattes. Can you change the color of the frosting? Can you put the little like green straw in them? I don't want the Starbucks logo because I'm not trying to cause any like branding issues or whatever. But they said they could make it look like a latte. I ended up with tropical cupcakes and then everything else at my booth has like, I don't know, re-energized chocolate covered coffee beans, all these caffeinated things and then fucking tropical cupcakes. That was a nightmare. And then that was like one of my first first events, I think, that I was planning. And I was new on the marketing team. So I don't even know what I did. Now I would call them and say, these are not what I asked for. And I would like some kind of refund or something. But I don't know. That, that was not one of my best days. So we have now shared with you our some of our great mistakes that we have made during our shipping experiences that we've had as marketers. So we would love to hear from you, any of the disasters that you have had along the way, or if you just have any stories that you want to share with us that are not quite as disastrous as maybe ours have, we would love to hear those. And we would love to hear um, your thoughts about any other topics that you want us to talk about in our next Drunken Marketing episodes. And if you have, I, if you would like to be part of our surveys when we're asking people what they would like to hear about, definitely go to our Instagram, click on our link, and you'll be able to subscribe to our emails. And so go do that, and you'll be able to receive notifications from us when we're looking for input and feedback. So definitely come along this journey with us and share your thoughts and ideas. Thank you for joining, everybody. We want to hear your stories. Please make Sarah feel better. <laughs> On that note, cheers. cheers. Thank you for listening to Drunken Marketing. We hope you enjoyed another episode of the ridiculously hilarious and real marketing experiences from the Wine and Whiteboards team. If you haven't checked out our full-length episodes, pour yourself a glass of your favorite vino and join us. We share marketing tips and design tips on everything from content marketing to website redesign and so much more. Wondering how you can support the show? If you love our podcast, leave us a review and don't forget to subscribe. Share it with your friends, family, enemies, or whoever else you think would enjoy the Wine and Whiteboards podcast. We're always looking for new listeners to add to our wolf pack. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to at the end.